You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appeared inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now, today, I'm recording this early, or I guess late Thursday morning, June 10th, sitting here in my apartment. I have a great guest on today, a guest I interviewed recently on my pop culture podcast, Capes and Tapes. You can check that out on Spotify or Apple or follow us on Twitter at Capes Tapes Pod, talking pop culture, music, movies, comics, all those types of stuff. But I'm joined from the Philadelphia area band, Hurry, songwriter, Matt Scottolini. Matt, What's up? I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. I know. What's it's, up? It's been too long. Yeah. Um, and we are broadcasting this live on YouTube. Uh, you can check us out on our YouTube page, Bleeding Green Nation YouTube page. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram too. I run the BGN Insta page at Bleeding Green Insta, where we'll be posting clips from all of our podcasts going forward, doing the great work of our, due to the great work of our producer, Rachel, uh, coming on here. Matt, new album coming up. Oh, yeah. Couple weeks. The twenty fifth. Six twenty-five. New album, fake ideas. You're also releasing a book for this. Yep. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, to you know, it's all the same amount. The and whatever. Yeah. It, no, I'm not afraid. It's fine. I love that energy. Awesome. I mean, just like the idea of making a book or publishing a book seems like this daunting task. Um, but you've already made a few albums on your, well, more than a few over the years with different acts and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, branching off into books. It's a great idea, though. Uh, no pun intended, because the album title is Fake Ideas right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, it's it's one of those things, you know, you have to just sort of like start. And then once you get rolling a little bit, it's not it's not too bad. Yeah. Matt, huge Eagles and Sixers fan. Am I right? You are correct. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, I grew up an Eagles fan. My my dad. Uh, my dad's had season tickets since I was, you know, probably since I was born, but since I was really young, and I would go to games at the vet with him, and uh, so you know, it's in my blood. Does he still have tickets now? He does. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he does. I still go. I, I usually go to like one or two home games a year, but yeah. You know, they're they're like the type of season ticket holders that sell most of their tickets. And, yeah. You know, they don't like to go to the night games and night stuff. games are night games are rough from a lot of different perspectives. When like winter hits and it gets cold out, they don't they're not as down with that either. So usually stuff like that will fall into my lap. And if I'm around, I try to go. Yeah, I remember I went to the Christmas Day game in 2017. They they were playing the Raiders. Nick Foles was quarterback. I think it was his second start after Wentz went down. And, you know, went to 
Christmas dinner with my family, then me and my buddy, my dad went to the game and it was truly the coldest game I've ever been at. And, you know, one of those things were like, would I have been better off watching this on TV instead of coming here? And they narrowly lost, but they held on. But it's uh, tough. One of you those things. Be, uh, you got to be uh, the real deal to stick it out in the winter. Yeah, the, the worst thing for me is like a, a Cowboys Sunday night football game where you're in the parking lot. Most people are drinking all day. By at night, you're a little lit up and you're tired and all of these things together. And then you're seeing Cowboys fans and they lose in disappointing fashion. Before you know it, it's midnight and you're trying to take the train home. <laughs> on this crowded subway thing and it's so cold outside so you're so bundled up and then you get inside the subway and everyone is so layered up then you're sweating in the right. subway it's just a disaster situation where now i've moved out of south philly like at my last apartment i could walk to and from the stadium now i would have to take like i, I went to the sixers game game one this past sunday yeah i was there and, too. yeah you were there too yeah we were sitting near each other but i had to take two trains home for the first time it's the first sporting event i've gone to since i've been at this new apartment and I was just like, oh, man, I could not imagine doing this after an Eagles loss in like November in the rain or early December. And, you know, already freaking out, being super paranoid, neurotic, crazy person that I am already worried about that situation. Yeah, I mean, and, and you got to deal with like all the other upset fans and uh, their, the, the various states that they may be in, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you're just like adding dynamite on top of dynamite on top of dynamite where there's just all of these raucous people ready to erupt for, right. for either good or bad, depending on what the result is. Either way, it could be stupendously insane. Totally, yeah. So did you go to a lot of games growing up or were still even back then in the vet days? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 like the selling and reselling ticket market, all that stuff has changed over the years. That's a newer thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, because now they've, they've even... I'm pretty sure I've never done it, but I'm pretty sure like the team like makes it easy for people to just sell. Yeah. Tickets. Yeah. I have season tickets. So just for reference. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, we used to go, it's hard to remember how frequently we went, but I have a lot of memories going to games yeah. as a kid. And, um, you know, back in the days where like you would park in the, uh, like the fruit warehouse parking lots and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like parking there, walking down. And we were in the 700 level, like, directly behind one of the end zones um so i definitely grew up getting the like classic 700 level experience and uh a lot of things my dad had to like explain to me <laughs> that i was seeing Earm earmuffs put his <laughs> hand over your eyes all that type of stuff yeah yeah so Do you have a favorite game you saw as a kid at the vet days or just a memory even if something wild happened up there because i'm sure you saw you know stuff people can't even dream of like my dad never took me. We've only had season tickets for about a decade. I'm 27, so I didn't have them until my freshman year of college. But right. my dad had gone to games at the vet, and even as as crazy and rabid as an Eagles fan is, that he is, and passed on to me, and people know how you know wild I can kind of get about this team. Even he sometimes thought the 700 level stuff was just a little over the top. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like I, the era that I was going in was like the very sad Ray Rhodes era most of the time. You're like post, post buddy pre Andy. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of like great memories of games, you know, cause back then it was like just exciting if they won. And, uh, yeah. but you know, I think like my favorite memories are probably Dallas games just because of how, you know, I mean, it's always insane and it's still insane now, but I feel like, 
not to be one of those people that's like, oh, back then it was different. But I do think in the vet it was like, a oh my god, yeah, it's not even close. It's it's a, it's a different world with social media, security, all of those type of things that didn't like exist then. Fights are like the norm. All of this crazy stuff. I remember uh, talking to people who've had season tickets for years. They'd be able to just, you know, if you're walking into your, you know, you're walking in the usher, you give them their ticket, give them a fifteen dollar bill, you're bringing a thirty pack in the game, stuff like right. that. Yeah, which is like unfathomable now, but I think my main memories are 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 like Dallas games and just like how insane it was, and um, yeah, just all the behavior you'd see. You know, as a kid, I I almost feel like that stuff sticks with you more than specific games do. You know, I feel like getting older is when you know I started to appreciate games a bit more for for you know things that happen or, or like yes. Yeah performances by players or things like that yeah you have the it's not like you're watching when you're going at the vet the teams that made you know the nfc championship game a few years in a row or won the division a bunch or before this past season made the playoffs three years in a row bobby won the super bowl yeah yeah that's those that's like me having six or season tickets during the process years like oh i watched a car samson back in my day now you guys have season tickets now i think you're all fancy watching uh you know, Tyrese Maxey and Embiid out there on the court together. Totally, yeah. Although the process, I think, was more fun. Different vibe, obviously. Different vibe. At least you it was intentional. You know, like the the Ray Rhodes Eagles, it was like... Accidental what? incompetence. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Like, why is yeah. this happening? <laughs> what you vibe with the Sixers? You went Sunday. How was that atmosphere for you? I mean... It sucked, it, right? It kind of, I was so excited and it kind of sucked. Well, man, yeah, I paid money for the ticket. It started amazing, right? Like, like the whole the like triple H, triple H thing. Yeah, yeah. People were like going crazy, but then you know, as soon as it started falling apart in the first quarter, it was worrying. But you know, I am also as a sports fan. I think I'm a I'm a rare Philly sports fan who's like an optimist. So I, you know, I was the guy who the entire Sixers game. I was like, I think they they could come back. Like I, I wasn't getting too down. I was getting frustrated for sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff happening was, was not good, but I, I'm not saying I predicted the comeback, but I'm, it's just my nature is like, I usually try to never be the guy who says like the game is over in the first half, you know, I'm wrong a lot of the time, but it's just the way, it's just the way I am. From the first quarter, I, I, I was – I'm one of those people that if, if things start to tor- turn poorly, whether I'm at the game or – like, I'll stop drinking. Like, I don't need to get any more crazy or anything like that. I'll, like, like real calm. And then when they were making that comeback, it was hard for me to even get excited. One of those things where, like, I didn't I was, I was, didn't leave, but I was, like, itching just to get home for that anxiety release. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, they're going to lose, and I have to get on the subway, and I have to do this, and I'm going to home, and I'm going to be hot and sweaty and tired, all these different things. I'm just, like, all the energy bottled up. But – I was calm until the um, comeback. And then I was like, you know, me and my friend I was with, we were both like shaking. We were like, it was so exciting when they were coming back. I wasn't freaking out, screaming or anything. I was kind of a little stoic in a way where, or maybe stoic is a more positive connotation. Maybe numb was a better more totally. kind of negative one to say. You know, I think I was there for a little while. It's, it's hard not to when like, it feels like it's kind of falling apart, but um I overall, like, even though they lost that game, 
I feel like it was kind of a fun game to be at just because of the comeback. Like the last like minute of that game was some of the most exciting basketball I've seen in a long time, you know? Yeah. So and I, the I, it's a shame they wasted the introduction and bell ringing. I, I've seen I've, I, I've, I've had season tickets when they started doing the bell ring. I don't have them anymore, but that was just the coolest thing ever. I doing a little flex, doing a little brag. I, I had known ahead of time that Triple H was going to be ringing the bell. And it was because I knew that. And you've seen all these videos on Twitter from guys like Jeff McDevitt or even Triple H talking in, and Embiid himself doing these uh, crazy WWE or back in the day WWF videos and, you know, boom, boom. Like I'm not even a wrestling guy, but I can appreciate it. Totally. And once I knew Triple H was going to be the guy, I was like, there's no, and they, they didn't announce Embiid was playing until about an hour before the game. But right. as soon as I knew Triple H was playing, I was like, there's no way they're having him come out there doing all of this, the way Embiid's been carrying himself, not for him to play. And not only did he not, did he play, he went out there and rang the bell too with those customized t-shirts. I'm surprised the team hasn't started selling them yet. I feel like that's a gold mine waiting for them. That is crazy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know why. They're not for sale. I thought could be a rights could be a rights thing with the with wrestling where it was easier just to do these one off things rather than some shared licensing stuff. Yeah, I saw some like bootlegs online, but I like I was expecting instantly be in the Sixers store or something. Yeah, there's a bootleg on my buddy Jim Adair has a doesn't makes a Sixers fan store. They've had a lot of great shirts over the years. I've bought a bunch. It's called Step Over Tees. So if you just Google Step Over Tees. T public or whatever they'll come up. There's a ton of cool shirts on there. Not to muck in a commission for this. They're not a subscriber the way or uh, you know a sponsor the way I plug a lot of other stuff on here sometimes. But just my buddy does a cool thing designing these shirts, and it all goes to charity. He doesn't actually take any money from it anymore. So you know, supporting a good cause and also getting some six T-shirts. Like I had a Sam Hinky crew neck sweatshirt from there. I have a Daryl Morris shirt because he's the president of basketball operations so it's like the acronym is pobo so it's written <laughs> like the mobo font for modern baseball and the way they had that oh. doll they have that dog logo it's like daryl Morey with the sunglasses the way that dog has sunglasses on there wow so yeah my friend's really into like the scene i'm sure he listens to your stuff so they have a lot of kind of stuff that's adjacent to you know, our interest at the same time there. That's cool. I'll check it out. You have to send me the link after this. I'll send you the link. Yeah. They have the, they have like the D again, I don't know a lot of wrestling terms. I didn't watch it growing up, but like DX, I guess that's what it is. The, yeah. Or right. whatever the wrestling thing is. So it's like the t-shirt is the 76 in that green kind of slimy type font on there right. or graffiti type font. I don't know exactly what it is. Sick. Predictions for the series. I'm still I'm still Sixers in five. I'm sorry if this is a lot of Sixers talk. We're kind of in a dull moment with the Eagles. They waved Jamie Newman yesterday, their the quarterback that did UDFA. I really liked him going into the draft. Um, but you know, there's something to really talk about to this offseason, getting some guests in here. And again, I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans out there are Sixers fans. We will talk some Eagles stuff. We have talked some Eagles stuff, but you know, there's nothing bigger in Philly sports right now than Sixers, and I no longer have a Sixers podcast. So yeah, here we are. I think even if you you don't normally care about the Sixers, I feel like playoff basketball is like really exciting. But uh, I, yeah, we have fans from all over, though. That's the thing. Like our our reach is uh, not again not to you know pat myself on the back, but we have listeners from you know I'm not sure that our our London listeners who are 
I don't know exactly how they became Eagles fans really care about the Sixers. But if they're looking for an NBA team, just go all in on Philly. If you're if you're a fan that's not from Philadelphia and you're just an Eagles fan, you're looking for an NBA team, hop on the Sixers. There's no bandwagon. I'm not about policing like Sixers fan. If you're a casual fan or you never really watched basketball and you want to see them in this run, it's for the city. It's it's all those things. The way I compare it is you know, some people are like, oh, if you didn't watch the process years, you can't watch this. I was like, that's so nonsensical. That's like telling uh, the way I, the comparison I do is that's like telling your grandmom she's not allowed to watch the Super Bowl when the Eagles were in it because she doesn't watch the preseason games or something. Yeah, like totally. yeah it's, it's a communal yeah. thing. The Eagles are a communal thing. That's the whole point of my podcast. That's you know from the bleachers, this fan perspective, getting other fans on here, talking to people, getting this this crazy slant. So I'm all about the community. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think the the whole like bandwagon thing. I don't care if you like it. It only matters if you're a Cowboys fan outside of Texas. That's the only thing I care about. Yeah, right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've been thinking Sixers win in six games. Uh, but I know I already called, I called myself an optimist, but I think I'm like, I... Uh, You're hedging now. Well, I just feel like, one, I'm not... Con- I'm I'm like counting on the possibility that Embiid like misses a game, yeah. Um, which I you know maybe would be fine, but I don't know. Or I'm also just like thinking there could be a night where like someone besides Embiid doesn't show up and they just like can't make it happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, and and what is it? This past game, Tobias had an insane first quarter, and then it looked like he got a little banged up and wasn't the same the rest of the game. I think he finished with 22 points. It was still a great performance, and he carried them early, but it's a situation where, you know, Tobias doesn't have that big first quarter, and Ben only scores, you know, four points. Only he took three shots if that situation happens where he's only taking three, four, five shots, and Embiid is, you know, a little banged up. He's settling for those mid-range shots. He's not getting to the rim. He's not – he's either – he's taking those threes because he's a little winded and stuff like that. That's a situation where, again, you had the Shake Milton game and game right. two. This is the point in the playoffs where those championship teams, every win has to be the X player game, the blank player game. You're always going to need to have some type of role player step up the further and further you get into the postseason. Maybe it's a situation where, you know, tomorrow night, again, we're recording this late Thursday morning, Friday night, game three in Atlanta. Furkan Korkmaz comes in, in the second quarter, bangs three threes comes into the second half, hits one or two more, and hey, it's the Furkan Korkmaz game, the Sixers won by nine. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, my assessment is that more than one person from the bench needs to have a good game, basically, because... Well, you're, I'm taking, like, a below a below average bench performance I'm taking right now, given how much they've been struggling recently. Yeah, because I think the reason the games have been close is just because 
anytime the bench goes out, barring the eight minutes or whatever Shake Milton was in the other night, like they go out there and the Hawks just go on a run. So like, I think I'm hoping that like yesterday and today, maybe that's what uh, some of the team is focusing on is like plugging the holes in the bench and um, defensively, especially, but also just like if one of those guys can step up and, and score a little bit more, I think that also takes some of the pressure off the starters, you know? Totally. Yeah. I, George Hill, who I think is a great vet, has had a lot of success in his career, has been pretty underwhelming. He was the big trade on acquisition. I know a lot of people wanted him to trade for earlier in the season, James Harden. I was a proponent of that. People wanted to trade for Kyle Lowry at the deadline. They get George Hill, but they depart with three first or three second round picks. I'm sorry, not three first round picks. That would have been right. the worst trade of all time. Three second round picks. They give up Tony Bradley, who was a competent center, maybe would even be a little bit more playable than Dwight Howard is right now. And you're just really not getting a lot of him. Tyrese Maxey has been outperforming him at times during the Washington series and out during the Atlanta series, just based off game two alone, Shake Milton's outperformed him. So they're in a situation where they have three combo guards off the bench. You could lead the offense, but it's kind of trial and error to figure out which one is going to have the hot hand that night. Again, early in the Wizards series, it was Maxey. In game one against Atlanta, they threw hell out there. He was a minus 17 with zero points or something like that. that that's disastrous for a vet. That, that's their quote-unquote big acquisition, their big bench-filling guy that they got at the deadline. But then Shake Milton comes in, scores 14 points in 14 minutes and saves the day on Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't think George Hill has, like, kind of come back to his full form yet. And uh, He's been bad. He was banged up. It took some time for him to actually get in a uniform after he was, the Sixers acquired him. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I think he has some, like, sneaky games sometimes where you don't kind of realize how much he contributed until you kind of look at everything after. But, yeah, by and large, I don't – I think, like, the idealized version of George Hill hasn't really happened yet. Tomorrow night could be the George Hill game. Yeah, maybe. I Yeah, I that's the thing is, like – I don't want it to be anyone's game. I I, I just want like you, a solid. you just want it to be like the Sixers win a solid seventeen. Everyone plays while the starters rest in the fourth quarter. Totally. I mean, that's what the Washington series was, right? Yeah. Well, the bench was scoring in the Washington series. Like, I think for some reason the Hawks' defense, the bench just like hasn't figured it out yet. Um, and the bench hasn't figured out how to defend the Hawks yet because they're going on like crazy 20 30 point runs against the bench you know uh i think they're just so deep on their bench their bench is much better than ours and they have shooting up and down the roster so they're a high variance team where in game two they don't shoot so well game one it felt like they, they shot 42 percent from three in game one hey we have a guest on here if you're watching on youtube matt's cat is in the is in the cat attack now. raise the cat do you remember raise the cat no let's raise the cat so during like in like 2017 or whatever my buddy gip uh, on Twitter at, at Gipper Grove started this thing where like if the Sixers won, he just raised his cat up and took a picture <laughs> of it like Lion King style. And it became a big thing where like people all over Twitter were doing. Ben Simmons did it. Uh, they made like t-shirts for it that went to uh, local animal shelters and all this type of stuff. It was awesome. Whoa. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. You got to do, if you got to do raise the cat tomorrow night and I'll bring it send it to me and I'll retweet it. I don't have a cat. I've never had a cat. Nothing against cats, but just, um, but sure. I know a couple of my buddies do have cats and uh, have done it even in the playoffs. So yeah, you got to remember that raise the cat. Yeah. All right. We're in, I'm in, we're going to raise the cat. Yeah. My, the thing is his cat was 
like severely overweight, which respect I've had dogs that were severely overweight. Uh, so it was like kind of a joking thing. Like I'm going to lift this gigantic cat up. And then he finally did. It was hilarious. And kind of took off like the, the team itself was recognizing it. This is the 2017 season where it was okay. in beads. The first year Embiid played uh, Sarge, his rookie year, where they were, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but they, they were uh, flashing and it looked like they were about to go on a run as a team in the years going forward. And they have since then. Totally. Yeah, that was sort of like a turning point year. Yeah. When B was out there, he played, you know, what, 31 games, but every time he was on there, he looked outstanding. Yeah. What are your predictions for the Sixers overall? I know you said Sixers and six against the Hawks. Yeah. I don't know. I, 99% sure they're going to play the Brooklyn Nets and yeah, the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're a juggernaut. I'm scared. I, I don't know about that one. Like, I, I try to be an optimistic, optimistic going into a series where, you know, I said they were going to sweep the Wizards. I said they're winning in five against the Hawks. I still believe they're winning in five against the Hawks. But the Nets, man, once they go to that bench, the bench lineup is they take Kyrie and Durant out and let Harden cook. You know, James Harden led offense against. The Sixers' second unit sounds like a uh, he's going to go nuclear. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to the whole super team thing, you know. Um, hey, it, it, it helps to have three of the best scorers of all time on the same team. I would yeah, say. they're they're good. They're a good team. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen because the Sixers didn't really face full strength Nets this they year. Have not. So I don't know what it's going to. I mean, I want them to beat the Nets, I, but I. And I know I said I'm an optimist, but I don't. I just don't know what what it would be like, you know. I don't know how. I don't know what the formula looks like. I don't. It just you know, Danny Green shoots you know 52 percent from three, five bull locks. I mean, they have the best perimeter defense to right. kind of combat them, but they only have you know two of those guys in Thibel and Simmons, and you can't have Thibel out there for too long because he's an offensive liability. But right. if you have those guys guarding two people, that means you know one of Durant, Kyrie or Harden is out there going to cook Danny Green or George Hill or whoever's out there, Tobias Harris. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I kind of think it's going to come down to, like, solid defense, but, like, really good offense. And uh, you have to, and- you're going to have to outgun them. You know what I mean? You're, it's, it's like the way where the Eagles played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Patriots had the best quarterback of all time. You're not going to – they didn't win that game by being conservative. They didn't win by trying to get them to play their game. They're like, we need to score more points the best player of all time. And they did that. And that's a situation now where the Sixers, obviously they're going to need to make some stops, but uh, they're going to need the best offensive performance and, you know, 38 years in this franchise to topple the Nets. Yeah. And I think they're going to need like Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris to be Ben Simmons, especially to be like more aggressive than normal and maybe try to get some of those, those guys on the Nets into like a little bit of foul trouble. Um, Cause you know, Embiid can do that, but, Someone like somebody's got to put a little heat on the other guys. Absolutely. So, you, what, what's your prediction? Sixers making the finals or not? I think they can. I don't know. I mean, I say no, but obviously, I want it more than anything in the world. Yeah, I think it's possible. You know, and uh, especially if feed stays all right. But yeah. there's so much like up in the air, and you never know what's going to happen. Like, like in the next week you know, some, one of those superstars on the nets could get injured or like, you know, it's just like, who knows what's going to happen. Um, and, uh, so I don't, I try not to overthink it. I just want them to like get through this series and then, and then I can start worrying about what's going to happen after that. But, uh, you know, I think, I think they should 
beat the Hawks. Like maybe it won't be as easy as as we want it to be, but I think I think they should. Any closing thoughts? Anything you need to plug? Wrapping up, we're at the twenty six minute mark. Going to wrap it up here. No. The album, any any projects, any last Sixers or Eagles fire takes you need to send out to the world? I do think the Eagles are going to be better than everyone thinks they're going to be. I think they win the division. It's a terrible division, so it's not awesome. saying a lot, but I'm not saying yeah, they I mean, win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys, I think, will give them the most trouble, but uh, I definitely think it's possible. I think they're going to be better than 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 people are predicting. Same. All right. We'll have to have you on during the season once they're 4-0 and have taken down the Chiefs and the Buccaneers and they're on their way to a magical playoff run. The undefeated season. It's going to happen. The undefeated season. Yes. Jalen Hurts. What is it? Well, it's a 17-game season now, so he's going 20-0 as a starter. You heard it here first. (laughs) But Matt, uh, follow you on Twitter, at HurryBand. We'll be sure to link to the the pre-order for the new album on Twitter once this podcast comes up here. And to finally plug, be sure we're doing these videos on YouTube. So be sure to check us out on YouTube, uh, the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube page. Follow us on Twitter at Bleeding Green and Instagram at Bleeding Green. And so catch all of our content out there. But that's it for me, Matt. Thank you for coming on and keep bleeding green. Thanks, man. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.